It's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, diving right into some text messages at 402-403-9478. Yeah, it's been, they were stacking up a little bit, so we probably <laughs> should start doing that. All right. Um, we got a text from, um, it says Bailey. So not, And now this is kind of weird. Not we our get, Bailey. Well, I don't know. We got two back-to-back texts hmm. that either one was from Bailey, one referred to Bailey. So I don't know if this is our Bailey or not. Or she sent a message about herself, so we talk about her. Right, Mm -hmm. which possibly could be it. (laughs) Uh, It says, Bailey here, listening to Monday's podcast right now. I was a lifeguard for the city uh, for five summers back in college. And yes, saved a lot of people. Everyone does. But a save doesn't mean you give CPR. A save means a person was starting to drown, struggling to swim. Thank you. Thankfully, all of my saves were just that. Never had to provide CPR. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. We were talking to Nick. Our Nick Picky, and he also had mentioned that, that he had been a lifeguard as well. Yeah. So, yeah, um, if that's what a save is. Same then, kind of thing. Yeah. Is what he said, too. So, interesting. I'd yeah. say then you'd come up with a better word for that, because to me, save means you save their life. I think it's, it should be like a, like a, I'll call it an oopsie or call it something else, but I think save is a little oversell. No, um, no offense. Oh, oh, listen to you. I'm just saying, no <laughs> offense. If you prove, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just saying. But, yeah, so... The whole lifeguard story. I haven't, I haven't seen a follow up on that. If there's going to be like, I don't know if there. We were, we were talking about this later uh, with somebody else who had listened to it and said the same something along the lines of why, why at the halfway point of the summer all of a sudden will we be able to open them up? It's like maybe nobody's available right now. Yeah, or, or the ones that know, want to have to go through training, or who knows. And I don't even know what all that involves. But I remember, I remember that they had the swimming lessons with the Red Cross, and then you could take the last level, which was to be a lifeguard to be certified. Which I never. Did. That's where your but interest stopped. That's, yep. that's where the interest waned. That was it. I just wanted not to struggle. <laughs> right. <And that> was, <laughs> you don't want to have to be saved. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what my my whole goal was. <laughs> okay. All right. Good enough. So, so this one uh, is a, this is from Pam. Okay. It says, catching up with this morning, or catching up this morning from last week's episodes, mm-hmm. I heart Bailey. That's all. Have a good oh, weekend. I know. Um, she's a, she's yeah. a sweet. We got to get her back more often. I know. Actually, we should try and do the more movie reviews. Um, she's the one that watches them because mm-hmm. well, you can't rely on us for that. <laughs> and, and I feel bad, you know, watching like any award show and when you aren't familiar with all the product that's there, you know, you're just like, hmm. Mm. I'm just watching clothes now, aren't I? Yeah, I don't That's know. Basically, all I'm doing is judging. Well, we we uh, sent Bailey with a microphone, so we'll have more opportunities to have her on. That'd be yes. that'd be awesome. Force her to do it. Uh, quick story: Kanye West back in the headlines. I didn't know if you knew this, no. but he bailed on Coachella. It's oh. two weeks out, and he was supposed to be the headliner for the two weekends. Ooh, that's not good. And he has jumped ship. Um, which leaves them struggling to find another headliner to come in. Apparently, Travis Scott was going to join him on stage, and he's not coming either. Uh, TMZ had this story about it, and Page Six had reported it also. Um, coming up in the middle of April and then those last two weekends. And so they're trying to get the weekend as a replacement. <clears throat> so far, no luck. I think until, if you're, if you're organizing an <laughs> mm-hmm. event, until Kanye actually gets on stage and starts singing, I wouldn't count him as, he, an appear, as appearing. Right, and he had threatened earlier this year to pull out. Because Billie Eilish didn't apologize to Travis Scott for something she had said. Oh, I don't Lord. know. Maybe it was about the babies. I don't know. 
Good lord. <clears throat> Excuse me, but anyway, um, I love forced apologies. I love when I love when somebody says, "I'm not doing something until you apologize." They go, "Okay, I'm sorry." Like, "Okay, I, I feel better." Okay, like, no, what, good. why why force the apology for anything if it's not heartfelt? It doesn't mean anything anyway. It doesn't it? Doesn't. Um, and so now, also, Harry Styles is another headliner that's out he'd there, be so great. He's kind of on his own at this point, but uh, he and and Kim they're still saying that Kim was declared single, but the divorce continues. Okay, I don't so know I'm not means. sure what exactly that means. But anyway, um, page six had uh, cited some sources reporting that West told Kardashian he was going to go get help after that social media stuff mm-hmm. that went on about Pete Davidson. Yeah. And I really didn't know all the stuff that went on there, but people on Twitter, I don't know, there, I, I don't know, some people were reacting to the claymation video that was he put out, apparently. It was something of him burying Pete Davidson. Oh. There was like a claymation video doing this and and there was like oh this is disturbing what is this is scary so he took it down and then there was another video where he beat him up or where davidson was beaten up and just uh and all in claymation yeah that's that's a weird flex and then a couple of weeks ago he was barred from performing at the grammys probably a good idea because they worried about uh, 100% behavior. and it's, and and especially after what happened at the oscars i think people need to be a little more careful as to right? if they have somebody that they has tendency to become unhinged not have them perform he still he still won two Grammys though for top rap song and melodic rap. Okay. Yeah, so he still won awards, and he was nominated for a couple other things too. He had eleven nods, as a matter of fact, eleven nominations. He's all, he's great. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. So anywho, um, <laughs> he's back in the headlines again. Kim's going yay. <laughs> yee, <laughs> Literally yee, yee. Yee, oh, yay. So dumb. oh my god, that's terrible. Uh, going back to emails and text messages and such, we had one in particular about somebody in town, <clears throat> and they suggested that we have this person on our show, and so we did. Okay. Um, so by listener request, we'd like to introduce Martha from the Omaha Public Library. And Martha, I don't want to say your last name first because I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. So I'm going to ask you the pr- correct pronunciation. Grinsback. Grinsback. And your official title? I am the Genealogy and Local History Librarian. Ooh, fun. That's right? super cool. Yeah. Really cool. How long yeah. have you been doing that? Well... We've been through a few different. I've been here at the downtown library, basically doing that um, since 2010. That is, I, I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I have like the full blown membership to Ancestry, right? And yes. <laughs> we have library edition at the library, but the, if you can afford the full one, <laughs> well, it's the library. Doesn't. It's kind of shared amongst family members, so we can all contribute. And uh, yeah. build things out a little bit. So we've 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 put a dent in it. We've we've made some progress trying to to figure it out. Yeah, it's really fun. What kind of what got you going into that kind of stuff? What's your was this a, a lifelong passion for you? Uh, um, pretty much, I have to say, I was really interested since I was a child. Um, we had this old family Bible from um, published in 1830. And in it were all these people's births, deaths, and so on. And I was just fascinated by it. It was actually the Bible that belonged to my great-great-grandfather. That's cool. My great-grandfather is in it. And my family had sort of kept it up. And I just just looking at the dates, um, so many of them died, like, in the same two months. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I probably started going to, there's a, I, I'm from Los Angeles. There's a big 
um, Church of Latter-day Saints genealogy um, center there, a big library. And I used to ride there on my bike. I was about 12 then and look things up, but I was scared. I mean, they have microfilm and things. I was scared to ask anybody anything. So I just found books and wrote things down. I still have these pages and pages that I covered with uh, <laughs> things that I thought I found about my ancestors. So That's really cool. And that kind of, uh, from what I understand, that, that, that uh, curiosity extended mm-hmm. into communities and homes and, uh, oh, yeah. right? I just, really love looking things up. <laughs> you are in the right oh place. Oh my God. You are right? talking to the right person. She can't have a conversation without Googling whatever we're talking about. Oh, I know. Oh my, my husband God. complains. It's like anything that comes up and I, I don't know. Let me Google that. I, know, I bet your husband's the kind of guy like me. Like, I don't know. Okay. I don't need to know. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, if you don't know, and, and now, I mean, go back if you, before Google, before Google, if you didn't know, you had to basically drop the conversation or guess. Or look it up. My, my parents always do, well, go look it up in the encyclopedia. We had an encyclopedia. Yeah. And we would go and look things up. But it's, I've got to say that I really love the online option. <laughs> no kid, it is. And it doesn't, to me, it makes no sense not to look it up. When yeah. you're sitting right there with it in your hands. I mean, yeah, I get it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get it. It makes sense. I got so much weird and interesting stuff that way by these mm-hmm. sort of random. Speaking random of which, <laughs> any particular genre or any stories that kind of pop in your mind or, or things that you're working on or maybe mysteries that you're trying to solve right now? Well, I was just, I was thinking about that. So the the types of reference questions we get the most are either people researching their families and how to do that and different types of resources for that. And people researching buildings or their houses, they bought an old house, they want to know all about it. So um, pretty early on when I had started working down here, some guy came in and he had found a tombstone set. He was doing some, he was renovating this house he had and he was down in the basement excavating or whatever. And there was a tombstone set in the wall of the basement. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to know who, because it was inscribed and everything. It had the person, it had, it didn't have the death date. Um, and he just wanted to know what, what it was doing there. How did, had it come to be there? Who was that person? Um we never exactly found out. How it <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that though. Um, people where they end up like a- a- accidentally maybe coming across a-, a tombstone in a field because yes. maybe a cemetery had been there and either had been moved right. or some of the stones, you know how they settle down into the yes. earth and yeah. they take the headstone, not knowing really if that really is marking oh, that's so something. creepy. Right, Taking or it's or it's on their creepy. property, you know, and they, yeah. they come across one that's laying somewhere, Ew. not understanding why, um, but using it in the wall. That's interesting, right? Yes. So we did. We found another tombstone for the same person. So that person was buried out in David City or somewhere out west, uh-huh. and he had a tombstone, and it had everything filled in. <laughs> so maybe maybe there was a misspelling. So I, uh, <laughs> That would well, suck, wouldn't it? It was um, <laughs> sort of a spare <laughs> or one that they made and then either lost track of or there was something wrong with it. And it was just 
you know, part of building materials that somebody appropriated. Seriously, it could be that simple. Yeah. It could be that yeah. simple. I know no. that we have all these stories, yeah. these huge grand stories yeah. about what, it, but it was probably just a simple answer. It was just something. Yeah. Well, like, it really had us going for quite a while because it was this fascinating question. I bet. <laughs> and, you know, there is a movie, I can't remember the name of it, but um, oh, bringing somebody home. Uh, this reporter, she found a tombstone in a in a sort of antique shop in far away California or something, and she did all this research and discovered where it actually belonged, which was in a in a cemetery in Nebraska. Okay, and I'm looking that up. I just wrote down notes so that I can look that up. Um, we did a whole film streams thing. We um, they did a special showing of that movie and gosh, now i can't remember the name of her or the movie i'll be looking that up i'm going to be yeah. looking that up for sure um omaha itself how long have you been in omaha by the way um since 2000 okay so so you i mean coming into omaha as an adult um I'm st- I grew up around here pat grew up around mm-hmm. here um still finding out things that we had no idea about some of the history of omaha Oh, yeah. And the buildings, um, downtown in particular, um, I, I don't think I really was aware of how storied the old market area is. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there any any buildings downtown where you found out some particular goodies or juicy stuff or or even around the Durham Museum in Union Pacific and, you know, all those things? Because that's been there for a long time. Yeah. Well, and those stories are pretty well, um, have been mostly researched, you know, the history of the Burlington train station and so on, which is where, and the Union Pacific, um, those, I mean, there's lots of books about those things. Uh, one book I would really recommend. Also, I listened to your interview with Ryan Roenfeld. He's a great one for those stories. Yes, yes. <laughs> His book, Wicked Omaha, is fantastic. Also, Secret Omaha for finding out those things that people aren't always aware of. But also, Cigars and Wires by Ooh. John. Um, that is a great one. It's hard to get hold of a copy, but we do have it at the library. There you go. There you go. Cigars and Wires. What is that about? He was, his father was sort of part of the underworld in some way of Omaha. And he has all these stories about what used to go on and secret passageways and all sorts of um, interesting things. So that is definitely the book I would recommend. That that to me is the part that I think uh, I love watching like the, the, the series of, of TV documentaries that they have called um, Underworld. Yes. Um, about like you can see the the old city that is like under Kansas City or is under Chicago right. or is under yeah. Portland and you're thinking they built right on top of it how did they how can that even be possible and worldwide you see that mm-hmm. uh, some of the older cities where as they're doing uh, archaeology archaeological okay. studies layers, whatever layers of civilizations <laughs> yes so they just yeah. literally buried what was there and just like it's like blanking out a canvas and just starting over. Right. Yeah. That's that's fascinating. It is fascinating. It really yeah. is. And the tunnels, we talked to uh, a couple of people and one from oh, North Omaha History. Mm-hmm. Sassy. Oh, yeah. Sassy. Yeah. Sassy. Yes. Yeah. And um, we were talking about the tunnels that were where the hospital used to be mm-hmm. in North Omaha. And the tunnels are still there, but the buildings are gone. Right. Yes. It's creepy. Oh, that is super creepy. Things down and building new ones. Mm-hmm. 
And that's it. That's just it. Yeah. So, okay. So all of you uh, history buffs, do you guys like uh, have a club? Do you guys get together? <laughs> do you swap stories? Because uh, she wants to join. At the, at the third floor reference desk a lot. I guess that would be the club. <laughs> <laughs> third floor reference desk. That's the name of today's episode. Um, there are episode, a couple too, of great way. Facebook groups. There is history, um, Omaha History and the History Club. Omaha History Club. I do follow those. Both great. Um, yeah, those are mm-hmm. those are probably the best place to meet other people who are crazy about this stuff. I love the stories about some of the neighborhoods. The the old like is it Gold Coast is the one yes. neighborhood where yeah the really really rich people lived. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and a lot of those houses now are apartment buildings. Yes, aren't they. Um, but driving along there, you can just imagine. This looking at those porches and those just those oh, I know. huge There's homes there. Beautiful, beautiful houses. Fantastic. We, we've got a big collection of um, photographs. There, there was a member of the library board back in the late 1890s, 19, early 1900s. He used to go around taking photographs of places. So um, we've got a lot of photographs of his house, the Millard's house, the... Um, all of the downtown. Mm. He wasn't the greatest photographer. <laughs> um, just from a professional. <laughs> I love your honesty. I did great. take these pictures of, you know, because everybody's taken a million pictures of, you know, Farnham and 16th or whatever. There's so many um, photos of that. You can see at the Durham Museum, they have a wonderful collection. But he would go and take pictures of places that he labeled the negatives oh, what did he call them he sort of the bad part of town or something oh interesting <laughs> right that's yeah. thank god he did it though because like these kind of shanty type mm-hmm. houses that, mm-hmm. um, that's i like those pictures of uh, thing to find like the south omaha area the livestock uh sale barn and livestock area um where it used to be um yes. i think when people get a chance every once in a while that pops up in the omaha history facebook page and there's always people that are just absolutely blown away by how large of an area that covered um, yes and if oh, you you know yeah. going amazing. down to that is crazy it was so- and i hear the smell was also quite amazing it was amazing <laughs> i used yeah, to yeah. go there actually we had uh there was when I was a kid. I remember going because there was a restaurant across the street from it where a lot of the workers uh, used to go. A lot of the cowboys and a lot of the truck drivers and a lot of the the people that worked there working the cattle uh, through. But they would go over there, and the woman that owned it, uh, there was a woman from my hometown that worked there, as a matter of fact, and and it had a long history too because it had that was where all the inside, you know, like it's all the people that worked there mm-hmm. kind of hung out and told their stories. Which was kind of kind of a cool place to hang yeah. out, but yes, it was it was impressive on many levels. Oh, that movie! So it was called Taking Lena Home, and it was Alexandra. Wait a minute, Taking Lena What's Home. Her name? Okay, because I um, think the movie was Taking Lena Home, and I don't remember. I just remember the director and the person who actually found that. Here we go. Okay, I see it. Taking Lena home, and it talked about it was screening of it. It was just fascinating. It was just one of those great stories. Fantastic. I'm glad you remembered that. I'm glad you found that. You've got a lot of material to look up over the next week. Yeah, they had a huge, yeah, I had the the whole thing. Alexander Grant. Yeah, Alexander Grant. There we go. Okay, I'm definitely going to be looking that one up. 
You there just gave go. her some wormholes. Right? It's always fun. <laughs> so well, that's the thing about history. It's the stories. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, somebody took the time to write some of these down and put them or at yeah. least repeat them. So people find out about them eventually and take some pictures, thank goodness, whether they were good or bad, um, so we can see what it used to look like. Um, That's fantastic. Martha, thank you so much for for popping in with us and just kind of talking about some of the stuff you do. And now everybody can come down and harass you at the third floor reference desk. Uh, They are welcome. We love questions. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you do. Quests, let's say. We love quests. We love trying to find that impossible thing. Trying to find the answers. That's it. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks, Martha. Thanks for having me. You, you bet. bet. Bye. <laughs> See, that's what that's what I'm talking about. If you know somebody that you think would be fun mm-hmm. to have on, drop us a line. Super uh, simple. Send us a note. Let us know who who you know, and and we'll get them in here and and find out more about what they do. Awesome. To quickly shift gears, of course, uh, this is the time that we usually just say thank you to Centrist Federal Credit Union for being part of our podcast and being our, our man, not only our partner, but our sponsor. Um, and they're stuck with us for yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah, they didn't read the fine print in the they contract. Did not. It's a multi year. And we know they're really smart people. Yeah, I'm really I know. shocked I don't get that they it, didn't but do that. Right. So we have a guest in the studio with us right now, Steve Swanstrom. Thank you for coming in. You are the president. Of Centris Federal Credit Union. Yes, yes. How did they well, convince you to come you. down here? Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, they said you guys were a lot of fun, and uh, you know, how, how could I turn it down? So this is fantastic. Like they say a, a bad day with you guys is better than a good day at the office. So. Wow, that's a huge compliment. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, we got to put that on a door. What? Yeah, <laughs> got to shirt that. Put a shirt. Wear that. Tell my wife that. Shirt that. Exactly. Yeah, shirt shirt it. that right there. So tell us a little bit. Um, kind of, kind of give us the background on. Centris Federal Credit Union. We've talked a lot about the things you guys do in the day-to-day, but this is an opportunity to get to know a little bit more on what makes you all different. Yeah. And I, again, appreciate the partnership with you guys, and I appreciate the opportunity to tell a little bit more about our history Mm -hmm. and who we are. So 1934, we were founded here in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, We were part of the telephone company. Uh, We were the employees credit union for the Omaha telephone company. That's how I got involved with Centric. My grandma retired from AT&T and she was, I think it, was it something before Centris and then it became Centris? Yes. So Bell Federal. Bell Federal. That's Ah! right. Yeah. I was, yep. Yep. So, yeah, so our history That's lies funny. with the phone companies. Yeah. So, Ma Bell and uh, Northwestern Bell and uh, AT&T and then uh, the Western Electric plant. So, for people that have been around Omaha That's where she for worked, the last 30 was Western or 40 Electric. years, was, uh, That's so yeah, cool. just up the street from you guys here at 120th and That's L, craziness. that big, long building behind the Target. That, uh, yeah. That was the plant that made all of the routers and switches and everything for the entire phone system in America. So, at its oh peak, that plant employed about 8,000 people. Jeez. Back in the 70s and uh, 60s, 70s, like and 80s. Fascinating to think of the fact that, you know, all those people in their jobs that they had there, and that's all gone. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How, how things, and things change so quickly mm-hmm. just in the last 20 years. Yeah. Just like, you know, it was still, there were still plenty of landlines. I, I still, I think I still have a landline, but I don't have a phone because mm-hmm. it's part <laughs> of my bundle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid bundle. <laughs> yeah. The bundle. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, so in 1934, when the Federal Credit Union Act was passed, we had some entrepreneurial spirits at the phone company, and we were the 28th credit union founded in America, and now there's about 5,000 credit unions. So, What's different between a credit union and a bank? Yes, yeah, so the biggest difference is ownership. So at a credit union, uh, we're a financial cooperative. So since we're in Nebraska, an ag state, mm-hmm. if you think about uh, the grain elevators, which are a cooperative owned by the farmers in the area, same concept. So 
the members or the depositors or the customers, if you will, are the owners of the credit union. And so that puts us as management on the same page with our owners. Uh So when we're trying to maximize value and return for our owners, it's our customers. So everything that we do starts with what's in the best interest of our, we call them members, of the credit union. So whether that's building new branches, bringing in new technology, offering competitive rates on deposits and loans, everything that we do is centered around our members because Uh at the end of the day, they are our owners and that's who we answer to. Are you guys, then we know you're Omaha based, Yes. but have you spread out to other areas of the state or the region? Yes. So between Council Bluffs, Iowa and North Platte, Nebraska, we have 15 branch locations. So we like to say we have a location close to you. And so, (laughs) yeah, so we have um, uh, the majority of those are here in the Omaha area, but we do have a branch in Grand Island. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have a branch in North Platte. And then we also have a branch in Tryon, Nebraska, which Mm -hmm. is in McPherson County, just north of North Platte. So did you guys just throw like an arrow, like a dart and landed on Tryon? Like why Tryon? Yeah, why not? It's the Sandhills. It's beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's fantastic. So um, they had a small little community uh, credit union that uh, needed needed our assistance. And uh, since we had a branch close by in North Platte, we were happy to help them. And it's worked out great. So uh, Raquel is our branch manager out there and she's amazing. And uh, (laughs) our entire staff is, uh, again, focused on our members. So Mm -hmm. everything we do, everything we talk about is how can we best serve and how can we best help our members? True. I just moved because I've been wanting to do this for how long moved from the bank I was at which is a great big bank, right? (laughs) And um, I've been with them a long time because uh, like most people, making that move to change banks is daunting and you think this is going to be a cluster. Right. I'm going to skip a payment somewhere. I'm going to overdraw something. I'm going to, something's going to go awful. And so Haley is who's been helping me and we got everything transferred. So April was like, this is it. Here we go. We'll see if everything lands where it's supposed to. It's been Easy peasy. Good. It's well, I'm happy peasy. to hear that because yeah. it should be. It, uh, I couldn't it, believe it. But like, it why did scary. I wait so long to do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what others need to know is mm-hmm. that it's not quite as scary as it seems. Mm-hmm. So, and, and now I know when I call that phone number, that's her desk, and I know I get to talk to her. Which is a huge thing. Well, that's what we think is a yeah. big advantage is that, um, yeah, since we are local, um, mm-hmm. you can come into one of our branches, see one of our friendly staff. Our call center is located here in Omaha. So even though you're dialing into the number, there's still people. People There's that live people. here in the yeah. community, mm-hmm. and you can see them at the grocery store if you uh, happen to run across them. That's yeah. really cool. Um, so we still feel like we have that local feel. Can I tell you just a couple of things that we're involved in in the community Absolutely. real quick? Please. Um, so we're all about financial education. So financial literacy, financial education, yes. we feel like as a financial institution, uh, locally owned and operated, that uh, it's our duty and our responsibility to give back to the community and help the next generations that are coming up to mm-hmm. best manage their budgets and learn about budgeting and all of that. And so we have a program called Mad City Money that brings in high school students. Um, We'll go as young as middle Mm -hmm. school, uh, but the idea is before they get thrust into the world, either in a job Mm -hmm. or in college or whatever the case may be, that they at least have a basic understanding of how to manage finances. Uh, Because I remember when I went to college, and you all probably do as well, Mm -hmm. the first thing you get on the college campus is that application for a credit card. And if you aren't paying attention, you can get into trouble. 
and it happens, and it's easy, right? Oh, it's like I, you, free money. I didn't so. have to pay for it. I didn't right. have to pay for the. I bought my whole baseball team helicopter rides in South Dakota. <laughs> I didn't have to pay for it for Steve for like uh, forty five days. Yeah. It's or, so great. Or in some cases, forty five years. Or for right. forty five years, right? Yeah, super responsible, right? But yeah. this Mad City Money program is a great program that uh, we try to promote, and um, that's one thing that we're trying to do to give back to the community mm-hmm. and help because we see so many people come in, whether it's buying their first car, whether it's buying their first home, and their credit is just not where it needs to be to be well, able to not, prove that they can manage that. It's and really so not we're really reinforced to, in school. Correct. Um, the classes, because I remember I got my first account, I was probably 12 mm-hmm. when I got it. And, um, but that was because that was my parents, you know, we kind of walked through having a checking account, having, you know, and, and being responsible. I didn't have a credit card, but it was, you know, managing your own money, but it wasn't, it wasn't even taught. Which is school. so, so no. surprising. That should be taught. Insurance 100%. should be taught. I mean, it's like those, those basic, yeah. you know, you used to have home ec and it's like, okay, fine. I can make muffins, but right. let's go <laughs> right. Let's go back and do the other, let's right. learn the finance stuff. The day-to-day stuff, so it's great that you Or even, that. like, with right. kids. Um, I just went through this with my oh. son. He just moved out and with some buddies, mm-hmm. and just he didn't have bad credit. He just had no credit. So he, it was, it's just as bad as having mm-hmm. bad credit, really. So right. trying to get him a card uh, where he could start building up his credit is difficult, so that'd be perfect. It is, yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and teaching them that responsibility before... Helicopter rides. Yeah. Before it's too late. So, <laughs> Before so helicopter anyway, so that, that's a program that we're super proud of and uh, trying to promote in the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity yeah. to it's talk very a little important. bit about it. Now, before we let you go, there is there is another connection here besides working with Pat and JT, I understand. Okay. You know somebody else that works here at Herdat. I do. Who's that? I think you're going to her wedding. Yeah. Mackenzie? Mackenzie Mitten. Oh, yeah. really? Yes. She, because okay. yeah, so we were funny. talking about you coming in. She's like, He's on my guest list. Yeah. Let me go double check that. Yeah. And I was like, get out of here. Are oh you kidding gosh, me? That's a small world. I told her this morning, I'm like, you should come over and say hi. And she's just got too embarrassed. I'm like, we'll, we'll, call, you, we'll call you out on the show then. So I don't that think I'm really that cool. scary. Hasn't been, I haven't been put off at all. Well, I've, I've really you. enjoyed com- having the conversation. Well, I'm just, I'm guys. glad you took time to come down and see us. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. This is fantastic. No, yeah. this is great. So Pat has the details. You want to find out more about all of this good stuff. Yeah, I'll just I'll put Steve's cell number in the description. <laughs> you just text Steve. Uh, it's 402-334-7000 or centrusfcu.org. Very good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. Um, it's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and then also in the link or in the description, we will have links to Centrus because they are a partner for life. They just don't know Well, that. basically. Basically. Don't know that. Thank you guys for listening. Auto renewal. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast, a Huda Media Production.